Are you ready for the end of the world? Ha ha. This is your community spirit. The show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit here on your community radio, WDBX 91.1 FM. My name is Treesong. Uh, if you're one of our regular listeners, you may have noticed that I am not, in fact, Orbeck. He is off on his solar adventures once again, but he will return to us someday. In the meantime, there is plenty of uh, there are plenty of happenings, plenty of news, plenty of good stuff to keep us going. Got plenty to share today. to share today, and let's get started with uh, some some holidays. Well, first of all, today is the 57th day of the year. There are 308 days left in the year. Time flies when you're having fun. Sometimes even when you're not. <laughs> I've mostly been having fun, and time has flown. So let's see. Today is the anniversary of the Grand Canyon National Park. Now, I suppose we don't know the day when the Grand Canyon itself first existed, but uh, the park that was created in its honor. This is the anniversary. It's also the birthday of Buffalo Bill, the frontiersman, Johnny Cash, the singer, and Levi Strauss, the guy, yes, Levi Strauss, the guy with the jeans. Coming up tomorrow, the 27th of February, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, the poet. It was his birthday. Coming up on the 28th of February, this Sunday, International Sword Swallowers Awareness Day. So be aware of all of those sword swallowers out there. You know, they've, they've got their, they're out there, they've got their issues too. It's National Tooth Fairy Day, and it's the Lantern Festival in China. Coming up on Monday, it's the anniversary of the landmine ban. So uh, if any, any of you rogue governments out there are still engaging in the use of landmines, you might want to take note of that. Uh, it's also the admission day for Nebraska and Ohio, and... Another interesting day in Iceland, it's Beer Day. So coming up Tuesday of next week, the 2nd of March, the NEA's Read Across America Day. Good day to celebrate reading. It's also Peace Corps Day and the birthday of Theodore Seuss Geisel, the author, author of many children's books, uh, including the Lorax, an environmentally related book. So coming up next Wednesday, the 3rd of March, I Want You to Be Happy Day day to help people be happy. It's National Anthem Day. It's What If Cats and Dogs Had Opposable Thumbs Day. That's the thought I wake up every day in fear of. <laughs> and it's the birthday of Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor. Finally, coming up on Thursday, the 4th of March, 
It is March 4th, F-O-R-T-H, also known as Do Something Day. Day to take all those one of those projects that you've been meaning to do that's really important to you and just actually do it. If it's something long-term, just do something concrete to make it happen. Also, National Grammar Day, so uh, be sure not to mess up too much grammar on next Thursday. And it's World Book Day, which is apparently a holiday in the UK and Ireland, but it's never a bad day to celebrate books. Alrighty then, we have some happenings coming up. First one on on the bill for today is the International Student Forum. Who owns the water, the land? Who should have control? This is a discussion happening Friday, February 26th. Well, what do you know? That's today. It's happening at 5 p.m. at the Guy House Interfaith Center. Here, students from around the world voice their thoughts in a roundtable discussion. All are welcome. Refreshments and snacks will be provided. Participants are invited to Rice and Spice, which happens after the discussion. Once again, this is today at 5 p.m., Gaia House Interfaith Center. That's located at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. Speaking of Rice and Spice, let's go ahead and mention what Rice and Spice is about this week. Uh, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner happens every Friday at 6 p.m. at Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois. And this Friday is no exception. This week, they are cooking Israeli with Or's mother, Yael. This is sponsored by Hillel. All are welcome to come and enjoy the cooking and eating together. It all gets started at 6 p.m. tonight at Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois Avenue. Now, I don't know if Orr's going to be back in town yet for that. He, I'm guessing since it's his, his mom, he probably will be. Uh, if, if he doesn't, though, you can go and eat his, his share of the good food. Okay, another happening. This has been an ongoing happening that we mentioned uh, last time. It's the Big Money Film Festival. This weekend is the grand finale. It's been going on since last weekend. A couple things coming up. Today at 4 p.m. at Morris Library, there will be a documentary showcase. Then at 6 p.m. at Morris Library, there will be a juror presentation. And uh, coming up on Saturday at... uh, Shawnee Community College, there will be an assorted showcase, and let's see, Brown Auditorium Narrative Showcase at 11 a.m., 
uh, 12.30 p.m., the Brown Auditorium Documentary Showcase. 2 p.m., also at Brown Auditorium, the non-competition screening of Oscar-nominated Burma VJ by uh, Anders Ostergaard. That one has a cost of $5. It's also coming up at uh, 3 p.m. on Saturday at the Yellow Moon Cafe. They're having one there. It's the Cobden Assorted Showcase. Then they're also at Brown Auditorium at 3.30, the uh, non-competition screening of Cowtown Ballroom. And the juror presentation at 6 p.m. of Chekhov for Children. So coming up on Sunday, uh, there's the Brown Auditorium Gender and Queer Showcase. And then coming up at 2 p.m. The, at the Interfaith Center on Sunday, the John Michaels Awards winners. Now, we mentioned that one on the last show. That's the, they take films of social and environmental and political significance, and they, they examine them and they give uh, awards for that. That's coming up at 2 p.m., that showcase on Sunday at the Guy House Interfaith Center. Then at 4 p.m. on Sunday the, at the Long Branch, there's an animation showcase. And finally, at 7 p.m. on Sunday at the Liberty Theater in Murfreesboro, the best of the fest. Now, they're still working on which ones are the best of the fest since the festival isn't quite over yet, but you can show up at 7 p.m. on Sunday and find out for yourself. The cost for that is $5. For more information on festival films, showtimes, and venues, you can check out BigMuddyFilm.com or you can contact the Big Muddy Film Fest at 618-453-8301. It's exciting to have all these films going on here in Carbondale and Southern Illinois, and this is one of the annual events that makes Carbondale such an exciting place to live. Such a happening place, if you will. Okay, those are our happenings for this week. If you have any more to... Uh, oh, we do have one more happening, actually. <laughs> uh, somebody said this this way while I wasn't looking. <laughs> okay, Green Earth Trail Building Workday. This is a workday for the Brush Hill Trail. It's coming up on this Saturday, which is tomorrow, from 9 a.m. to noon. They'll be meeting at the Brush Hill Parking Lot, which is off of East Park Street. SIUC Forestry Professor and trail building expert, Dr. Logan Park, has generously agreed to help Green Earth redesign sections of the Brush Hill Trail that had either suffered from last spring's storm or were already in need of repair work due to years of erosion. To beat the spring rains, Green Earth has decided to get started sooner rather than later. If you're not familiar with Green Earth, they're a uh, non-profit organization that preserves natural areas here in Carbondale and Southern Illinois area. So if you'd like to attend, they would like you to RSVP for details. Since it's bright and early tomorrow, today would be a good time to do that. For more information, you can contact Stephanie Eicholz, the Executive Director of Green Earth, at 618-201-3774. And it's supposed to be, last I heard, it's supposed to be pretty good weather for tomorrow. 
So this is not only an opportunity to help, but also an opportunity to get out there outdoors and do something uh, exciting for, for this trail and, and have, have a good time with other people outdoors. So now with that said, we have worked through our happenings for the day. If you have any more happenings to send our way, my email address is treesong at treesong.org. Now let's talk about some of the news. Our first story, how about now? China says no emissions cap for now. China's top climate change negotiator has said the world's biggest carbon polluter has no intention of capping greenhouse gas emissions for the time being, state media reported on Thursday. Su Wei, who led China's negotiating team at the UN climate change talks in Copenhagen in December, said the country's carbon emissions had to increase because the economy was still developing, the China Daily said. China, quote, could not and should not set an upper limit on greenhouse gas emissions at the current stage. Su told a meeting on climate change policy in Beijing on Wednesday. However, he said China was committed to making its economy more energy efficient. Beijing has pledged to reduce its carbon intensity, the measure of greenhouse gas emissions per unit of gross domestic product, by 40 to 45 percent by 2020, based on 2005 levels. Su said the pledge would be a binding part of China's next two five-year economic development plans. So uh, China saying it's not right now going to do any sort of capping, which, you know, is unfortunate. It's also unfortunate that other, uh, other nations have not agreed to binding targets on uh, carbon emissions. In other news, somewhere Glenn Beck detects a, deter- a disturbance in the farce. Now, that's not the forest. I don't think Glenn Beck has a very strong connection with that. But he does have a connection with the farce. And this disturbance is Van Jones is back. Haha. Well, I'm a big Van Jones fan, so I was glad to see this story. Van Jones, who resigned from the White House Council on Environmental Quality last fall, the face of a coordinated smear campaign by conservative activists, including Glenn Beck, has emerged from his self-imposed semi-exile with a bang. Yes, he's been pretty quiet since that happened, but now he has re-emerged. He'll be teaching a policy seminar at Princeton next year, 
He's accepted a senior fellowship at the Center for American Progress, where he will head up a, quote, Green Opportunity Initiative. And on uh, Friday, which is today, uh, he will accept the NAACP's President's Award from Benjamin Todd Jealous, who mounts an eloquent defense of Jones. The Washington Post's Juliet Alperin nabbed the first post-resignation interview, and here's a good quote. When the food fight is over, there's one spot of clean common ground in American politics, and that is the need for us to be leading on energy, clean energy, and for us as a country to be more secure with all of those jobs. I'm confident we're going to get there because I don't think America is going to be willing to pass up this one. I think at the end of the day, common sense will prevail, and the common ground will be in the direction of clean energy. And that's part of why I like Van Jones. He's very into clean energy and also into uh, social justice issues, and he's realized the connection between the two. So somewhere Glenn Beck is, uh, is, is squirming, and he may not even know why, but Van Jones is back on the scene getting the job done. Here we go. Here's one more story. I've got my solar panels and my flippy floppies. World's biggest solar-powered boat unveiled. A skipper hoping to become the first to sail around the world using solar power said his catamaran could carve a wake for pollution-free shipping as he unveiled the record-breaking yacht on Thursday. Quote, This is a unique feeling to see in front of me today a boat which I so often dreamed about, said Raphael Damjan, as the covers came off of the $24 million boat, the world's biggest solar-powered vessel. Planet Solar, a 100-by-50-foot white catamaran, has been designed to reach a top speed of around 15 knots, equivalent to 15 miles per hour, and can hold up to 50 passengers. It's topped by 5,380 square feet of black solar panels with a bright white cockpit sticking up in the center. Constructed at the uh, Nehrman Yacht Club in Kiel in northern Germany, 
Its state-of-the-art design also means it will be able to slice smoothly through waves, even in choppy waters. Now, the uh, if you do a Google search for this, uh, you should be able to find it, uh, Planet Solar. It's also at one of the top stories on Grist Magazine at grist.org. It's a pretty interesting boat to look at it. You can really tell. they like The top just is laid out with solar panels. You can tell what this boat is when you see it coming. <laughs> Silent and clean circumnavigations of the planet were achieved centuries ago using sail power, and the team behind Planet Solar's construction acknowledge that solar power is not about to become the main power source on modern cargo ships. They say they want to use the voyage primarily to promote solar power and other non-polluting sources of energy, and to demonstrate what can be done. Quote, The aim is really to show that we have the technology today, not tomorrow. It's not in a laboratory or a DIY. It is a technology that is reliable, able to perform, and economically interesting. Domjan 38 told AFP. And that's one story we've talked about uh, several times here on Your Community Spirit, is that some people still have the notion that renewables are some future project, that someday we may have renewable energy. But renewables are ready. Quote, and here's another quote from him. We're not saying that all the world's boats could be solar-powered, but along the equator, there are a lot of fishing boats, lots of boats that could only sail for a few hours, and it would be perfect for these to be solar-powered. The two-person crew on the 60-ton Planet Solar plan to stick as close as possible to the equator in order to maximize the amount of sunlight to power the vessel. Dozens of other passengers, including journalists and environmental campaigners, are expected to join the voyage at various stages. Uh, it's too bad they're not coming a little closer to southern Illinois. I might go and visit them on that boat. Their, their roughly 25,000-mile journey is expected to last around 140 days, with organizers assuming the boat can keep up an average speed of around 8 knots. The plan route foresees that the boat crossing the Atlantic Ocean, slipping through the Panama Canal, crossing the Pacific, and then the Indian Ocean, before passing through the Suez Canal into the Mediterranean. With the boat scheduled to go around the pirate-infested waters off the Horn of Africa on its approach toward the Suez Canal, however, organizers said they might send it around the Cape of Good Hope instead. They're planning stopovers, including New York, San Francisco, Darwin in Australia, Hong Kong, Singapore, Abu Dhabi, and Marseille in southern France. So if you're going to be in any of those places, you can try to find out if the boat will be there with you. It's a fun story from grist.org, world's biggest solar-powered boat unveiled. And looks like that's all the time we have today on Your Community Spirit. Once again, if you have news or happenings to send my way, my email address is treesong at treesong.org. In the meantime, it's actually starting to warm up out there. Uh, still chilly right now, but it's supposed to get in the 40s today, and 40s for at least the next few days. So hope, hope you have good times out there. Hope you have fun at the happenings, and we'll see you here next week on the radio.